Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. Welcome back, everyone. A quick update on Evergrande and the Chinese property developer defaults that we are seeing right now. So yesterday there was an announcement that Evergrande shares were being suspended, possibly pending a corporate action. And then in this morning's news, we have another Chinese real estate developer, Fantasia Holdings, who've missed a bond payment. So let's quickly go over this Fantasia story, discuss what the Evergrande share suspension means, and look at just how leveraged the Chinese real estate sector is and how capable these real estate developers are of making the payments on their debt. As I mentioned, Fantasia Holdings, a mid-sized Chinese property developer, made a stock exchange filing last night stating that they did not make the payment on Monday of a $206 million bond that was maturing that day. Now, this missed payment is classified as a formal default, unlike Evergrande's late payment from a bit over a week ago. One of the worrying parts of this story is that Fantasia just a few weeks ago assured investors that it had no liquidity issues. I won't make any jokes about them being named Fantasia just because that's too easy. Now, obviously, this default adds to fears that the Evergrande crisis or the Chinese real estate crisis will spread to include many more Chinese property developers. These developers account for a huge portion of the Asian high yield bond market. As I mentioned in my prior videos, Chinese real estate developers have been under significant pressure from Beijing for a bit over a year to reduce leverage after decades of debt-driven growth. And this property sector growth was key to some of the huge growth figures that we've seen out of China in the last 15 years. Now, Evergrande missed an interest payment on their offshore bond on September 23rd, which I covered in an earlier video, and this missed payment was not much of a surprise. It triggered a 30-day grace period before a formal default occurs, and Evergrande has made no announcement yet on what their plans are around that payment. The Evergrande situation is basically a classic downward spiral. It was an overleveraged company who was forced to cut leverage a bit over a year ago by the Chinese government as part of their three red lines policy. They were unable to borrow anymore and had to sell down their assets, which depressed real estate prices. They warned recently that they're struggling to sell homes because of all of the negative news surrounding the company, and this makes sense. They've said that they expect a significant continuing decline in contracted home sales for the month of September. And once again, no surprise. Now, on top of that, it's being reported that local authorities in China, aiming to protect themselves from a possible collapse, have started taking over the remaining profitable Evergrande projects, ring fencing these revenues. Now, this, of course, further increases the risk of an Evergrande collapse. And this is just what happens when a company is in distress. Of course, with Evergrande being in distress, 
all of the other Chinese property developers who are similarly over leveraged and trying to dump properties will find themselves in a similar situation. So Fantasia's shares were suspended before markets opened this morning in Hong Kong, adjoining Evergrande which halted trading on Monday morning. The news yesterday was that Evergrande's services unit suspended trading in advance of a possible general offer for its shares. Now you can only hold out so much hope for this if you're a shareholder. Another Hong Kong listed developer, Hobson Development, froze their shares at the same time and this led to rumours that they might take a majority stake in Evergrande's property services business. Now, I would argue that any buyouts of Evergrande assets, in particular by another property developer, would be a bit of a shotgun wedding, kind of like when JP Morgan bought out Bear Stearns back in 2008. Some of the prices that were being mentioned yesterday for a potential deal made no sense whatsoever. Now, trading halts or trading suspensions do have a legitimate use in markets. They're frequently used to prevent insider trading when a big announcement is coming. But in China, they're also used as circuit breakers when a stock is in free fall. Back in 2015, half of all the listed companies in Shanghai and Shenzhen asked to suspend their shares due to the sell-off. As of right now, there's no details on any Evergrande deal, and in truth, there may just be an indefinite trading halt until Evergrande work out what they're going to do. There's no reason to expect a deal other than at some point something has to happen. Hong Kong listed companies can in theory suspend their shares for months on the basis of a statement like this, which provides absolutely no detail or explanation. Much like with Evergrande, Fantasia's default is only so much of a surprise. The company's bonds were trading at junk bond yields and they were downgraded last week by Standard & Poor's to triple C. Fantasia has close to $3 billion of bond payments due by the end of next year. Two-thirds of that are offshore bonds. The only real surprise is how tight the gap was between their claim that all was well and the default. Chinese high-yield bonds have not been doing well lately, as I'm sure you can imagine. They're trading at a yield of around 17% right now, compared with around 13% yields a little over a month ago. Chinese high-yield bond index investors will have lost around 10% of their money over that period. At the end of June, according to Reuters, the 21 big Chinese real estate developers with Hong Kong listings owe $1.06 in interest for every dollar of operating earnings that they generate. Clearly, these debts can't be serviced out of operations, and so the developers will need to either borrow more money to meet payments, which they can't really do, or they'll need to step up asset sales, which isn't really going well and is contributing to this downward spiral. The ability to service these debts has been declining rapidly for these companies. At the end of last year, they owed 68 cents of interest for every dollar of operating earnings and just over 40 cents three years ago. Given the declining revenues and rising operating expenses and the tighter liquidity, it wouldn't be surprising if the ratio didn't deteriorate further over the rest of the year. One of the biggest problems for Evergrande, which is not getting an awful lot of press, and this is a general problem in China, is that the reason we see Evergrande struggling, despite never having reported a loss, 
is that bad investments in China are never written down. If a company like Evergrande never acknowledges losses, they just show up on the balance sheet as inventory. We see inventory of homes available for sale being carried at prices that they'll never be sold at. This inventory can't be liquidated to pay off debts because there's really very little of value there to sell. At this point, everything that can be sold has already been sold or pledged against specific debts. A lot of you have probably already watched my video on Evergrande and the Chinese economy. It's one of the most viewed videos I've put up here on YouTube. In that video, I explain how a lot of the GDP growth that we've seen in China over the last 15 years has been driven by malinvestment. And a way that you can think about malinvestment is like a, a homeowner if they spent $30,000 on a new kitchen, which then only boosted the value of their home by $10,000. The Chinese government has relied on malinvestment to hit their growth targets over the last 15 or so years. And now they appear to be trying to get away from this uh, simply because it's totally unsustainable. I'm hoping to be about done with my Evergrande series of videos and get back to my more standard financial content. But right now what's happening in China and the way that they're trying to restructure their economy is one of the most interesting things going on in markets. I'm hoping that you guys are enjoying this series. And if you missed my piece on Evergrande and the Chinese economy, here's a link. Talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.